This is the Brisnet.com call-in show on the Horse Racing Radio Network. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Now, here's Bob Nastanovich and James Scully. Welcome to the Brisnet.com call-in show, where I'm joined by James Scully again. This is your show, an opportunity for you to express your opinions on the world in horse racing. And uh, the phone lines are open, 888-966-4776, 888-966-HRRN. How are you, James? Everything going well? Hi, Bob. Doing well. Pleasure to be joining you again this week. Uh, We had four Kentucky Derby preps, lots of other stakes action last weekend. And we got uh, some races this weekend of interest, uh, namely at Tampa Bay Downs, but uh, good stakes, uh, I think, across the country. So, yeah, give us a call to talk about that or anything else you want to about horse racing. Yep, we've already right off the bat have our uh, buddy Tom from St. Louis. Tom, it's a pleasure to have you on again. What's up? Bob, James, how you gentlemen doing this evening? Great. I'll speak for James. Good, good. Hey, uh, first thing, just the races last week, I really, I know it's hard for a week like this week and next week, but I really like that, how it fell that there were four derby preps all on the same day to kind of get it all kicked off. Yes, there's been some derby preps that ran earlier in the year. Yes, um, there were some things that were run last year, you know, like there always are, but... I really thought that really went around the country and gave, you know, an opportunity for both the Phillies and the Colts uh, fans an opportunity to really kind of get to know some of the characters and the, and the horses and the people that are involved in the, you know, the Derby run. Um, I know that, you know, many of these, I can't say many of these horses, but there'll be four or five of these horses, six that ran over the weekend that will get enough points that will probably be in the gate, uh, you know, Derby uh, Derby Day. Maybe that number's high. Maybe it's, you know, it's probably not low, but I really just thought that was neat. I did yeah. think that I made a mental note to myself not to get too excited. I did like Mystic Dam, but not to get excited about any of the, the Oakland horses that have been stable at Oakland because I truly felt watching the card they all were just a little short that lost that time training i know i mentioned that last week but i thought it was truly really neat and it really looked like the sport came together two quick a comment and a question my question is for a handicapping basis i've still never figured out how to handicap a sealed track is it just super speed biased because it, it, it doesn't make it deep and you know where it would tire people out on the front end I, i've never figured all that out and, you know, I don't go no, go back, but on Derby Day, if it really rained a lot, would they seal that track too, or would they open it up in the hour and a half between the turf race and the, and the dirt race? And, and, guys, the comment I wanted to make last week, and, James, please don't respond. I'm sorry that you have to be involved in this. It's, 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 it's I want to ask you a lawyer. question, though, before you go, Tom, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I just wanted to, I know, I know, yeah, go go right ahead and make your point about nice. Let me make my comment. But, um, uh, let me make my for, comment. But let, yeah. The callers and a bunch of dumped, people. Or, go ahead. Okay, I'll stay on the line. The callers last week are all, oh, poor Bob, poor Bob, poor this guy. CDI is a financial company. 
They race tracks. They do other things in gaming. They have to look what's best for the integrity of the game. And what I was going to say is last Thursday, and I'm, I'm comparing a little bit apples to oranges, but Ferrari signed a race car driver for their Formula One team named Lewis Hamilton, who's won more races than anybody ever has. And I kid you not, you can look it up. The valuation of the company went up $6 billion in one day because of the stock appreciation because of that. And this guy's not won a race in the last two years. Sports and finance are directly related to everybody. And I support CDI in doing whatever steps they have to to make sure that us bettors don't have any doubts about what happens in the race. And no company in America, no matter what the field, you look what happened to Bud Light stock price because of what happened and things politically, and we're not going there, but did this and do that. I commend them. Everybody wants to bash them all the time, and I don't agree with a lot of the decisions they made about Arlington and things like that. But in this case, they truly are in their right to do whatever it takes to make this sport not only to save the integrity of the game, and I'm not saying it's there, but what I'm saying is anything to avoid any shadow of a doubt where still one person walks away that day and says, you know what, I didn't get the straight, uh, the straight deal on that. If one person does that, that could drastically affect that and lead that. So I just want to say I support that. James, Tom, I'll take your Tom question, let me ask friend. you about fierceness. I know you're a big, big, big fan of fierceness. What was your take? Uh, give us a quick take on, your, on, on what you thought in the race and what do you think of him going sure. forward. Be happy to. Thank you for asking that. Got a horrible start and got pinched in at the start. You know, uh, basically, once again, some inexperience. You know, some uh, I believe the horse that actually ran on the turf at one point doesn't face all that. When he got pinched in like that, this was not going to be a situation with the Florida Derby winner where he was going to overcome that. Um, I do think that he was short. I'll be the first one to say. I'll be the first one to say I didn't think it looking at him in warm-ups. But when he got pinched in like that and then went up and went up the backside and was three, four, three, you know, three, three, four paths, and when he came for home, there was nothing in the tank. I'll be the first one to say when the race ended, I looked at people I was with and said, you know what, I just made myself five or six points on Derby Day. Horses get in trouble. Young horses get in trouble. Inexperienced horses get in trouble. But there's nothing that I saw in that performance that made me take one thing away from what I saw in that performance. Now, you know, let's hope he's not like Tacitus and gets in trouble every time that he runs, but I think he's proven that he hadn't. Um, should he have beat those horses? Absolutely. Um, but I will say, I you know, it was just – you know, he got pinched at the start, and he never did recover for it, and he was short. And, you know, I know that he had that three furlong work, and I'm not saying that blames, blames him, that if it would have been five, he would have won. But he just, uh, well, you know, I just think he was short, James. Well, thanks for your opinions, Tom. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no, he, had time, he has time on his side to make up for it. And, again, he never looked comfortable. Six of the seven horses in there really had, um, you know, were somewhat compromised at the start. You'd like to think if he was a world beater, then Fierceness would have made up for that and won the I race. I, I think Tom's a little bit in the minority with the uh, – he's real, still really confident in him. And, you know, I, I'm not saying he can't bounce back and, and run back to his race in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile and his maiden race, but that that left me uh, very uh, – with, with serious doubts. Yeah, before, skeptical. Bob. Yeah, yeah, fairly skeptical. Again, he's not a world beater. Okay, let's go to our uh, 
our uh, friend and regular caller Charles from from uh, Mississippi is back after a week off. Charles, what's up this evening? Hey Bob. Hey hey James. Hey, well, Charles. I was trying to catch. Uh, I was trying to catch uh, St. Louis Tom uh, before he <clears throat> before he called in today, and I was I was not successful. And I hope he's still listening because uh, that band of gold that he mentioned. Uh, helped me uh, hit a two hundred forty-one dollar uh, pick four, and I forgot what the pick five paid. But uh, uh, there were three chalky horses in there, and uh, that band to go, uh, Bob. I, I know you remember that song by Frida Payne, don't you? That band to go. But uh, oh yeah, I had some gold. <laughs> I had some gold in my pocket, and uh, uh, when I left, and I, I was like I said, I was I didn't call in last week. I was driving over to the track, but. I had an observation that uh, that many Franco wins the feature of the Bay of Coa Friday afternoon. Yeah, that was oh, a great man. race for me. Oh, man. Look, gosh, I, I thought I was going to lose it. The last 300 yards, I thought he was dead man walking, baby. Dead man walking, baby. You talk about I haven't seen a, a rider that strong, physically strong, since probably Pintai. It was, I mean, it was, it was, it was beautiful. And the card they had Saturday was world class, guys. And that Skelly, uh, yeah. I don't he know was, who's going to be. He was impressive, pick. yeah, for sure, big time. Boy, he's come a long yeah. way. It looks like, and you know, you know, I mean, Kenny McP, Brian Hernandez, they win both the uh, Martha Washington, the Oaks uh, uh, qualifier, and the Southwest Stakes. But I thought they were radically different performances from Band of Gold and Missy Dan. I thought, you know, with Band of Gold, I mean, kudos to her. But when Denon and Pearls gave way, guys, like a deep stretch, that race was just like wide open and she just found enough to get up. Uh, Missy Dan, I mean, that was a race that was just, I mean, it was, uh, you know, he ran their socks off. He did it fast. I mean, really yeah. a uh, spectacular effort. Now, it came on a muddy track, and he had never done anything like that close before, so you want to see him back it up, but uh, it, it was definitely oh, a yeah, big-time performance. Yeah, no, and he beat some horses. Those are some of the nicest connections that own Mystic Dan. You know, they've been long-time Oakland Park supporters, and uh, it was just good to see it, you know. And I, I'm telling you, that if you're not betting or going to Oakland Park, you're missing something if you're a horse racing fan, buddy, because their cards have are just head and shoulders above any track right right now at this moment in the United States. And I'm not just a homer now, Bob. I'm not just a homer, but uh, I it's been a long time since I enjoyed two days at the track like I did last weekend, and it was rainy, it was miserable, but it was fantastic racing. Now. That's why I listen to the, the call-in show, because a lot of the callers are so knowledgeable, like Tom, and uh, I wouldn't have given that band a gold two looks, I'll be honest, until he started talking about it. And, like, you put him with Denim and Pearl, I forgot what they exactly paid, but it was strong. It was strong. And y'all have a great week, guys. Nice talk. Yeah, thank you very much, Charles. Yep, it, Thanks, thank, Charles. Yeah, I guess that's what the uh, – the Brisnet.com call-in show is all about, James. It's uh, callers giving each other tips, so it's nice to see uh, Charles benefiting from the advice of uh, Tom and that he referred to, a couple of races he referred to 
uh, the Bayako, which was uh, late on Friday afternoon, was uh, comparative. Winning the Bayako under Manny Franco by a half length from Ice Orchid, who, who did definitely loom. Uh, Misty Vale finished uh, third in that race. Uh, it was a good renewal. And, uh, yeah, no, Mystic Dan in a race that I thought had, uh, when I found out the weather was and the track was going to be sloppy, uh, I thought there was really seven, eight horses who had proven that they handled wet tracks in there. And uh, for Mystic Dan to emerge the way he did, under a beautiful ride from Brian Hernandez, uh, but he definitely had an uber-talented horse, at least on uh, that track that day beneath him and won yeah. by eight lengths in the $800,000 Southwest Stakes. I thought the real key to, you know, he had been on the lead or up close to the lead in all four starts, and he broke real sharply. Yeah, he could have gone to the front, but Brian took him back, and he was breaking from post nine, I think. There was a scratch, and he uh, he angled him over there real deftly. Did a very good job getting him to the rail on the first turn, and and then, yeah, he was a powder keg. Cut that corner. It's always exciting. It was like a mind-that-bird type move uh, up the rail, turning for home. Yep. And Tom asked us about um, handicapping uh, horse races on wet tracks. And uh, really, you know, there are, you know, several ways to do it. And just like on a on a day with a fast track, um, you know, watching uh, the races and seeing how the track's playing, you'll get a situation like you get in the southwest where everybody wants to be on the front end and remain clean, uh, you know, generally with the kickback. Uh, riders tend to think that uh, being on or near the front is the place to be. Uh, but you will see, um, especially on sort of a tiring, muddy surface, you'll see plenty of races fall apart when they've gone too fast on the uh, on the front yeah, end. Yeah, I agree completely. I think you see a sealed track, your first inclination is, is to think speed's going to play well. But those those sealed tracks can be like tire, drying out as well and tiring and uh, all different run styles. You just got to watch the races and try to get an idea of it from what you're seeing if, if, if you're looking for uh, any kind of favorable run style. Absolutely. Anyways, let's take a break. You're listening to the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. The number, again, is 888-966-4776, 888-966-HRRN. I'm Bob Nostanovich on here with James Scully. And uh, right now it's all open line, so uh, give us a call. We'll take a break. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com performance plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at brisnet.com slash APR. The brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why brisnet is the handicapper's edge. 
Race the Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sam Houston Race Park is your best bet for thoroughbred racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plus special events for the whole family. And of course, live music, dining, and drink specials only at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Trainer Talk, presented by Phasing Tipton. Please join me in welcoming Hall of Fame trainer Todd Fletcher. Hall of Fame trainer Nick Zito on Trainer Talk. Welcome Hall of Famer Bob Baffert to the program. Hall of Fame trainer Shug McGahee, nice enough to spend some time with us. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott here on Trainer Talk. Dual Hall of Fame trainer Mark Cassie. Trainer Talk, the biggest names in horse racing. Wednesdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Sirius 162 XM 207 and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Right on. Welcome back to the Brisnut.com Colin Show. I'm Bob Mustanovich on here with James Scully. Uh, James, a uh, few horses made 20 uh, Kentucky, valuable Kentucky Derby points over the weekend. Uh, one of them was Uncle Heavy, a son of uh, social inclusion, uh, rallying uh, nicely in, in the last 16th and uh, picking up a valuable uh, 20 points for his connections. What were your impressions of the Withers? Well, I mean, you know, uh, Uncle Heavy was coming off a nice win over uh, Pennsylvania Breads at Penn National, and Butch Reed does a heck of a job, you know, with these with these horses of his. Uh, I thought he was fortunate that El Grando just like really ran out of gra- uh, a gas in the fi- in deep stretch because he had that race in the bag, uh, <laughs> you know, in upper stretch and even like approaching like in mid stretch i mean he just had it uh he ran a huge race el grando is and i think he has a future you know in in races up to like a mile uh because you know he he was a good uh a good sprinter last year so uh he was he was fortunate to get up that race wasn't fast he's got to prove it again i didn't come away uh thinking that uh you know, taking any of those horses very seriously in in a long term like like type of uh plan Right, and that's you know that in recent history would would tell you that that's you know probably the right thing to do. We had Hades, a Florida bred, run his career record for uh, to three for three in his first try around two turns in the Holy Bull. Um, as we talked about on the previous segment, segment, he's the only one that had a clean trip, but at the same time, thoroughly unexposed, and uh, you know a horse that on paper looks like you know kind of a seven for a long mile type, but at the very least, is uh, you know a very talented Florida bred 
uh, to cope with um, going forward. It'll be interesting to see what impact he makes in yeah, the uh, Florida and, Derby and Series. He showed speed to win his first two races, uh, you know, at one-turn distances by open lens. And in that race, he was definitely determined. I mean, he was like – he ran hard for the lead. But once he got out there on the front end, Hades, Bob, he, I mean, he slowed it down. I mean, there was a bunch of them that were up, like, within, like, a length of them. And, um, you know, Fiercest made a move going into the far turn. He stuck about a neck in front. It's like a head at the three-quarter pole. But Hades uh, battled back. I give him a lot of credit. But you're right. I, I think he's still going to be – I think a bottle of 16 is probably the farthest uh, he wants to go, effectively. Yeah, that was my impression. Again, very talented Colt uh, for his connections. Uh, pretty cool to see. We had uh, Jeff Siegel on the previous show, and um, unfortunately he sort of clearly uh, stated that out there in Southern California that the horses who are eligible for the Kentucky Derby, that he doesn't see any three-year-old um, at this point from from any of the other stables emerging. It's kind of interesting that uh, Endlessly, we think of as a talented turf horse, uh, shows up in the El Camino Real uh, Derby trying the synth for the first time. He's the son of Oscar Performance. Uh, one thing about uh, those Oscar performances uh, we've seen lately is they seem to handle any surface. He's a talented horse, went into the uh, Breeders' Cup undefeated, uh, got beat three and a half lengths by Unquestionable in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf and tries the uh, synth for Michael McCarthy. Um, he's one interesting three-year-old running what looks like a fairly um, wide-open renewal of the El Camino Royale, but unquestionably, endlessly, will be the favorite. Yeah, yeah, and, and you, you mentioned it. I mean, I, I thought he, you know, he looks promising for Michael McCarthy. Yeah, I guess the big race uh, this weekend, uh, we've got uh, 20 derby points on the line. In the, again, the phone lines are open here on the brisnet.com and call in show. Wide open, in fact. Uh, give us a call at uh, 1-888-966-4776. But in the meantime, until we get a call, uh, let's take a uh, kind of an extended look at this uh, Sam Davids, a grade three race, $250,000 uh, race, uh, the, sort of the, uh, you know, a big part of the uh, Tampa Bay Derby Um uh, series, a race that was won by the Pletcher Barn uh, last year with uh, Litigate. Pretty interesting entrance in here, and the one that sort of sticks out as a horse that was entered in the Kitten's Joy last weekend, sat out the race. Um, a horse called Agate Road, who's by quality rode out of a gemologist mare, and four of his five races have been on turf. His first lifetime start was on the dirt. In a one-mile dirt race at Saratoga, and he ran a pretty good race, got beat a nose by a trade imbalance after an awkward start. Uh, interestingly, after that race, uh, and, you know, maybe because he showed, you know, an affinity for it, um, Agate Road ran four races on the turf, got beat by Takeo in the Dania Beach on, on January 6th and switches back over to the main track. Yeah, and uh, you you said it. I mean, he wasn't going to run in this race. Uh, he was like really like an audible when uh, his stablemate locked uh, the grade one winner of the grade one Breeders' Futurity and third in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. He came down with a fever and missed the work last weekend, so they pulled him from the Sam Davis because he was going to run in this race. And Pletcher also entered a last out maiden winner in Tireless, but 
Uh, Agate Road, um, yeah, that first race on dirt is encouraging. He's got good turf form. He's listed as a seven to two second choice in there. The actual morning line f- favorite is Change of Command and Into Mischief Colt, a uh, a um, million dollar Into Mischief Colt that uh, showed me get he trains and he's won two in a row. Bob won a uh, seven furlong maiden in mid December at Gulfstream and then came back and won a mile and a sixteenth allowance by a neck. Um, Interesting to see Shumigay, he adds blinkers, uh, you know, off back-to-back wins. So I uh, don't often see an equipment change like that. But, uh, that you know, he's a contender. And then I think if you look at the local horses, you got a horse like Patriot Spirit that's coming off of a uh, win and a six-furlong inaugural. It's going to try to stretch out. And Crazy Mason ran, won that inaugural, and then he came back and won allowance at odds on. And, you know, did it you know pretty nicely i, I don't know if he's to be good enough but one other horse i'll mention too i think he's going to get bet down a little bit i've heard a couple of people mention him he's 10 to 1 on the morning line is this no more time this is a not this time horse for jose d'angelo and uh he broke his maiden by nearly seven lengths going a one turn mile at Goldstream in late december and really looked good that day and then in the mucho macho man got bet down to two to one and uh Flub the start. You know, he had a rough break. He got all uh, messed up early and, um, you know, didn't fire. But that that was a pretty solid race for first war war who ran second, came back and won a, a stake last weekend. So uh, he could be an interesting uh, horse in his second stakes attempt. Yeah, no, change of command, who's triple crown eligible, makes his stakes debut in the uh, Sam Davis, which will be his sixth lifetime start. Certainly can't fault the uh, Shug McGahee stable for him at Tampa where he's 7 for 14 with two <laughs> seconds and three-thirds, including a win in the Tampa Bay Stakes over the weekend. Uh, obviously, when they go up there, they mean business. And I don't know when the uh, blinkers came on in the morning, but he's certainly been very sharp at pace and park. Uh, Tyler Gaffleone picks up the mount from uh, – his uh, change of command's usual rider has been Jose Ortiz. Obviously, don't lose much there or anything there. Um, it'll be interesting to see um, what West Saratoga does. He drew the 10 hole in here. Um, he won the grade three Iroquois last September at Churchill, and then it's kind of thrown in a couple of clunkers. Um, although he was well beaten uh, by a horse who's missing. Um, from the from the Pasco, and maybe you've got more insight on that. Uh, Bookham Dano, who won the uh, uh, seven furlong Pasco by twelve, and he's not in the Sam Davis. You know anything about his status? I think he's going to the uh, Saudi Derby at one turn. Uh, you know, a, a one turn mile there on the uh, Saudi Cup undercard. I I think that was that. I think that's what they were saying about uh, Bookham Dano. Uh, he was super duper impressive in the Pasco, and I think he's ready to step up and, you know, looks <laughs> extremely promising in the three-year-old sprint race ranks uh, moving forward. Um, you're right, you know that change of command. He's he's going to be one of the one of the favorites. Uh, uh, Pletch, uh, Shug also has a last out maiden winner in the Sun Coast, which is race five. It's a Kentucky Oaks qualifier, and uh, who who could ask for Mo? But She's going to be a little bit of an outsider in there uh, against uh, uh, Life Talk, who's going to be the big favorite. She comes off a convincing win in the grade two Demoiselle, ran fourth in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies for Pletcher and Rapoli. So 
three to five on the morning line. You usually don't see morning lines that low, but uh, I think it's pretty accurate for life talk. She's going to be a overwhelming uh, favor, Bob. Yeah, no, unquestionably. Uh, uh, my selection and, you know, a horse that I, I really like, uh, who I think has done little wrong in his career in the Sam Davis, is Patriot Spirit. Um, Patriot Spirit uh, won easily uh, to start his career last August at Colonial Downs in a maiden race, uh, was chucked in at the deep end in the Iroquois race in which he uh, went way too fast early, set a, set a half mile, that one-turn mile race in under in 44 and 3, and uh, West Saratoga won it. Um, I was uh, I was present for the uh, Bowman Mill, which turned out to be a you know a pretty good race this year. Glenn Gary won it from Norma Dier, and Valentine Candy came in third. Patriot Spirit can uh, ran kind of a an even fourth there under a, a tight uh, Flavian Pratt hold. Um, did you saw that rank in that race? You know, to me, those first two races, you know, I went back and watched them, and yeah. He's just like, I mean, he, he's in, he's rank. He, he's immature. He's like all out from the start. They can't settle him. I thought uh, they got him to raid in that Bowman Mill, but once again, he wasn't a perfect customer. But I thought in that inaugural, you can make the argument that he turned a corner because he rated kindly, and it, it shows him third at the first call. But even after that, he drops back to fourth for a little bit, and then he makes a really nice move in the far turn, and – uh, I thought that was a sharp performance. He came came home, I thought, really well. And, um, you know, he's by Constitution, and he's out of a dam that won the Fairgrounds Oaks at a mile and a 16th uh, early in her three-year-old season. Mystical Plan also won the Princess Rooney and some other stakes, sprint stakes. So, you know, she was more of a sprinter at, the, at, at later in her career. But could go a mile and a 16th effectively. And I, I think you're I, I think you're right. In fact, I, I really like Pioneer Spirit. I think he's going to stretch out. I don't know. I'm not like real keen on him at longer distances moving forward, but I think he'll get them on the 16th. And I like post three with a leading jockey, and I think he's got a big chance in the Davis. Yeah, no, I think uh, you know December second, like you said, he really did turn the corner. I mean, he he broke from the outside post in an eight horse field, broke out a little bit, settled really nicely with no cover, five wide. Cruised up really smoothly on the turn under uh, Sammy Camacho, and uh, kicked in really nicely. Uh, wasn't asked for uh, much at all. Galloped out really strongly in front of a Crazy Mason, who will uh, take another crack at him here. And uh, significantly, you know, since he's trained by you know Michael Campbell, um, and again, you know, as you mentioned, ridden by the leading rider Sammy Camacho, um, who's you know been a real force down there for the last several years. Um, he's six to one in the morning line, and since the connections, um, you know, aren't aren't fashionable from from you know the type of barns that people usually bet on, I think he'll get a good price. And uh, like you said, the pedigree is really lovely for route racing. Uh, Constitution out of an extremely good game plan mare called Mystical Plan, and he's been working right along, including a one mile work January thirteenth at Tampa. Uh, then he came out of that with a maintenance breeze on January 25th. So he just looks like a very well-meant horse, the three Patriot Spirit and the Sam Davis. And again, uh, we're waiting on some callers. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. Bob Nastanovich and James Scully, please give us a call. The phone number is 
H-R-R-N. We'll be back after the break. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call call now. 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? Then Brisnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Brisnet.com Performance Plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at Brisnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, Sire Stats for only $275 per year and is available at Brisnet.com slash APR. The Brisnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit Brisnet.com for all this information and more and discover why Brisnet is the handicapper's edge. Race to Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void where prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older where applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There are plenty of thrills at Gulfstream Park with live thoroughbred action Friday through Sunday and simulcasting seven days a week. Join us on track for weekend stakes races. Dine trackside in 10 Palms with an elevated view of the track and grab a cool cocktail in the Carousel Club. For reservations, tickets, and more, head to GulfstreamPark.com. Don't miss the Equine Forum every Saturday from 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern, right here on HRRN. Mike Penna brings you the latest in thoroughbred racing, featuring interviews with trainers, jockeys, owners, and other racing insiders. Plus, exclusive segments you won't hear anywhere else. The Equine Forum, the show that launched a network. Saturdays, 8 to 11 a.m. Eastern, Sirius 162, XM 207, and streaming live at horseracingradio.net. This is the brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Welcome back to the brisnet.com call-in show. It's Bob Nasanovich. and James Scully waiting on your calls. Uh, it's sort of, you know, one of the featured aspects of the upcoming weekend is talented fillies uh, like you mentioned life talk is the three to five favorite in the $150,000 Suncoast at Tampa three-year-old gunrunner fillies two for five lifetime but obviously is contested uh, two grade one she's grade one place finished third behind the champ just FYI in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies and then finished, um, I'm sorry, that was third in the Frisette, fourth in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies, got beat three and a half, and then won the Demoiselle pretty easily out in Southern California. Uh, sort of the uh, most anticipated race of the weekend is the La- is the Las Virgines, which features uh, not only grade two winner, nothing like you, six to one in the morning line, 
the two really highly regarded fillies in Kinza, who's undefeated one for one uh, from the Baffert Barn, and uh, Copion, uh, who we hope uh, continues on the trail and makes it to the uh, Kentucky Oaks. Uh, what are your impressions of the uh, Las Virgines? Have you had a chance to look at that race? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I was impressed by uh, Kenza's uh, maiden win, um, for sure. Um, um, but the, and, and, and she's going to show speed, you know, but um, I, I am really stoked, though, to see Copian uh, stretch out to two turns. I mean, she's by Omaha Beach, but that, that female family, I mean, she's out of a victory gallop, but, you know, he won the Belmont Stakes, and her brother, you know, was running a mile and a half races, was champion, uh, three-year-old male, Amy's uh, Gizmo in Canada, and she's just bred to uh, relish longer distances, so those two sprint wins have been so have been really exciting. She led wire to wire in that Santa Inez, and She'll be sitting just off the speed with Flavian Pratt. So uh, I think it's pretty cool for Richard Mandela. You know, he had Tamara, who, who looks so super promising, and then she comes out of the juvenile Phillies with an injury, Beholder's daughter, and then uh, Copian comes along. So, uh, I, yeah, I think she's a pretty serious runner. But it is, it's a, you know, for a five-horse race, it's pretty compelling because uh, she's got to face a, uh, uh, a Philly that looks good in uh, Kenza. Yeah, no, I'm same exact connections of Tamra Copion, of course, owned by Spendthrift Farm, uh, trained by the great uh, Dick Mandela. This is a uh, three-year-old filly by Omaha Beach and uh, uh, has done nothing wrong in two starts and shown plenty of promise. And, uh, and you know, pretty, pretty exciting stuff as the uh, three-year-old fillies get cooking. Just uh, an, um, an update on uh, just F FYI, has been working right along in Florida. I noticed that Doorknock uh, showed up on the work tab yesterday. Of course, the Remsen winner were awaiting his return in South Florida. He's trained by Danny Gargan. He worked a half mile in 49.10 at Palm Meadows, uh, which was the uh, second fastest time, 25, um, who worked a half mile at Palm Meadows. It'll be um, interesting to see uh, what he does. I believe he's being pointed to the Fountain of Youth. Yeah, he, yeah, Dornick, uh, yeah, Mage's brother. He's being pointed to the uh, Fountain of Youth, and you know he's got he's got uh, he's got speed. He he, went, he was committed to the lead in the Rimson, but he doesn't necessarily have to have a lead. But uh, yeah, he, he was supposed to run in the Fountain of Youth. That's coming up in early March, so I'm I'm hoping you get him ready in time. And then the horse he beat last time, Sierra Leone who's uh, real exciting, exciting for Chad Brown. You know, the thing about that um, Holy Bull was that domestic product who, you know, clearly like second or third fiddle in the Brown Barn had run in that Remsen and like had run sixth or seventh was no factor. He came rolling late to be second in that race. So that, that to me, in a sense, flattered Dornick and Sierra Leone. I think they're both real serious three-year-olds. And I'm excited to see Sierra Leone get back in action in that Remsen next weekend. That looks like it's going to have a pretty decent field in it. Or no, oh, where does he go? The Risen Star. The okay. Risen Star. He's going to the right. Risen Star. And he's track Phantom's going to be there. Hall of Fame. Uh, somebody else is shipping in, too. So that, that's going to be a pretty good race. Pretty salty race, the Risen Star. Uh, the aforementioned uh, two-year-old Philly champion, just FYI, the Justify Philly uh, worked on Sunday. She worked a half mile in 49-2 and two at Payson Park for uh, Bill Mott 
Yeah, you're terrible. always worried about Bill Mott bringing these, uh, you know, look nice two-year-olds back because, you know, he, he's already had parchment party. I was looking forward to seeing him run. It was two for two, and he's already been sidelined. And um, but um, and he worked Knightsbridge. I think that's the other horse that people are looking forward to for Mott. Uh, and he worked him once, and then he had a huge. He had like a two-week absence, but now he's back working again. So he he just worked uh, this uh, like last, this week, I think, or last Sunday or something. And and that's a cold as well that could come back uh, here pretty soon. And you know we'll see how he did. He got bet down. Uh, it's funny they've they've had these uh, last two Kentucky Derby future wager pools. And in the uh, last pool, uh, Sierra Leone got debt bet down to the second individual choice behind fierceness. And then in the pool before that, Knightsbridge off of that 10 length maiden wing going two turns at Churchill was bet down to the second choice after fierceness as well. So both of those horses have taken some money and we'll see how they come back. Yeah, no, Knightsbridge, of course, uh, made a very favorable impression in his uh, only lifetime start, uh, won that race uh, easily, got a big number at Churchill Downs on November 4th for Bill Mott and Godolphin. Uh, I guess that's the other uber-talented, uh, uh, unexposed son of uh, Nyquist floating around out there, and it'll be interesting to see uh, when he gets back at it because he is Kentucky uh, Derby eligible. Uh, again, the phone lines are open here on the brisnet.com call-in show. The uh, phone number is 888-966-4776, 888-966-HRRN. Um, let me ask any, you uh, this about, let me ask you this first off, uh, Mystic Dan, uh, piece going to skip like another the Rebel or anything in between, and he said probably Arkansas Derby, maybe Bluegrass is a backup. What do you think about him coming back next time? You think he can run back to that race or, or run a big race? I mean, I would, I would, I mean, as, as well, as well as he ran at Oakland Park, I'd, I'd run him in the Arkansas Derby. I mean, um, you know, obviously he made a huge amount of money down there and ran a massive race. I mean, he might catch a wet track again. He might not need it. I mean, he's, he's just a very interesting horse. He, he just, I mean, the way he finished, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of time at Oakland Park in the last four decades, probably not as much as Charles, but definitely some seasons down there. Um, as an owner and a jockey agent and such, and uh, you know, and if you if you like that, it's a unique racetrack, and 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 some horses um, only run really well there, and he definitely um, showed uh, far more there than he's shown anywhere else. He's the son of Golden Sense out of a out of a Colonel John Mayer. I'm, I'm not really sure if that uh, screams ten furlongs, but um, you know, yeah. the Arkansas Derby's a pretty valuable purse to win. How about and this? I'll ask you another question. Um, if they had a Preakness future wager pool this weekend, how short would Nisos be in that? Oh, I think he'd be under, he'd, he'd be under even money. Uh, odds on for sure. Uh, yeah, no, unquestionably because I, I thought you know. First of all, there'll be there'll be eight horses in the gate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or less. <laughs> I mean, there well, is like that. Three of them are going to be Baffert. Yeah, Muth. Muth uh, that's one thing going forward with him. You know, like uh, Muth's coming off that win in the uh, San Vicente. And, um, you know, uh, that was nice. That was his first two-turn start in the Lewis. And, you know, they're both like angling potentially for the same races in Santa Anita. And I would think he'd look to split them up, like send somebody like Muth because he's just more experienced. 
uh, to Oakland or somewhere and uh, keep Nysos there. So, you know, he's going to be facing short fields to move forward probably, though, as well, like in, in, in the San Diego Derbies and others. But I thought it was great that turn of foot he showed. I mean, it was pretty special coming off the turn. Um, looked like to me momentarily he could be in a battle, and then he just, like, found another gear, like, brilliantly. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, he's obviously got abundant talent, and there's um, maybe not the Kentucky Derby, but a lot of uh, big races, I'm sure, on his agenda, and hopefully he'll, he'll hold together and, and become a star in American race. And we've got a couple of callers on the line. Let's start with PK in Orlando, Florida. What's happening, guys? How are you all doing this evening? Doing great, my friend. How are you? I'm great. Hey, man, I love this show. I try to catch it every week if I'm driving and I'm, uh, I'm in the car, so I, I'm, I'm appreciating it. A um, couple questions for you. One, I will be at the Sam F. Davis this weekend, and so I know you cool. guys talked about a couple horses. Just wondered if there's anyone that you think is worth singling in there because I'm going to probably play a pick four, pick five, but trying to keep my tickets down, I look for when I can get a single in there, and um, – the other question I have is, I know Richard Dutro, or is it Dutro? Dutro was, he was out for a long time, and he came back and had a nice winner. Is he got a derby potential horse? And the other one, uh, the other question I had is, I saw a, cor- a horse win his maiden. Um, I believe it was Santa Anita. It was Coach Prime. Is he, I know he's in the derby futures, but is he going to be racing anywhere? Is he kind of on that trail still? Um, Coach Prime finished behind Nysos in the uh, Robert Lewis um, over the weekend, um, was well beaten by his stable mate, uh, talented horse, um, but doesn't appear to be going in the right direction. Uh, again, he's another horse that um, is Preakness eligible, eligible for uh, just about every race other than Kentucky Derby because he's trained by uh, Bob Baffert. Um, yeah. in terms of- I think he, No, I think he's scratched. Oh, did that, he actually I, scratch in the end? Yeah, I think he scratched. Yeah, him. you're probably yeah, I right. I think he ran. Yeah, because yeah. he ran that. He he entered three, and the other one he had uh, wind me up ran second. But uh, yeah, Coach Prime was coming off a third though in those South. I'm a, PK, I'm a little bit worried about him going two turns. Okay. Yeah, and then and then uh, to just to clarify my single, uh, we talked about a bit about the uh, Sam Davis in particular, and there's a horse I love in there. Um, a horse uh, that is it's actually in the tent, so it would be uh, near the end of the card. Um, and that's uh, Patriot Spirit, the three horse who's six to one in the morning line. I've only I've only looked at the stakes races in there. I mean, technically, you could single Life Talk, who's three to five in the morning line, and the uh, Sun Coast, which I believe goes as the fifth race on the card. Um, but again, it, it's a it's a single that um, a lot of people will have. So you might you might want to think of an alternative selection in there. And I'll tell you right now, they run this um, Pelican Stakes, and you know maybe it's the case PK where the morning lines just you know not going to be correct. But they pegged Nakatomi as the morning line favorite, and I liked Sibelius. I mean, he won that race last year. He's prepping for a title defense in the Grade One uh, Gold of Shaheen and. And um, and he's coming off a three-length win in the Mr. Prospector at Gulfstream, so he's in sharp form right now. He likes the track. Nakatomi runs. He ran third in the Raiders Cup Sprint. He's going to get bet, but uh, I mean, find a win on his resume that's not like an allowance race. I mean, that's those are the only races he wins. Yeah, this is a Sibelius, unquestionably his time of year as well. Uh, he yeah. had some time off. He kind of. Second half of the season didn't look like much, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the same game plan 
um, as last year. He won the Mr. Prospector last year, won the Pelican at 8-5, to five, and then went on and, and uh, won the Golden Shaheen in Dubai. So so basically it's the same uh, game plan for the Jerry O'Dwyer trainee. He's 3-1 to one in the morning line in the Pelican, which is the eighth race at Tampa. But uh, anyways, thank you, PK. Yeah, thank you very much, uh, PK. Uh, we appreciate you a lot. Thanks so much for listening uh, weekly. Uh, let's uh, the phone lines again are open. We've got a caller on the line. We've got Alan from Kentucky. Hey guys, how's it going this evening? Good, my friend. How are you? Doing great. Just um, going to call in and uh, I got a question for you. Uh, my wife and I are getting ready to go to Florida here in about a week, and we're going to the Fountain of You Stakes now for the fourth year in a row. We kind of like to tie that with a vacation and. My wife loves the weather down there this time of year, and we go to the Fountain of Youth on Saturday. and uh, Just a wonderful time, great day, you know, lots of good horses. But besides door knock, who else is pointed there? I don't really know who else might might show up to that race. Uh, you know, in past years, it's been great. Uh, Forte was there last year. Of course, he was the derby favorite, but scratched the morning of, and I don't know if they're going to wheel uh, fierceness back in the Fountain of Youth. Uh, what that you wasn't the plan initially, Alan. Um, I, you know, if he's running, you know, we'll see what he does. He's got a maiden winner called Speakeasy that broke his maiden on on a Saturday card. Um, you know, on the undercard there, so he's a colt that he could Pletcher or look to run back in there. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 none of the real big it, – it's going to be like some up-and-coming horses, but uh, Dornick would be the headliner. And like Bob said, it was good to see him get back working because uh, he was running out of time a little bit. Yeah, and Hades yeah. is a possible – Hades who won yeah, the Holy Bull. He's possible to get wheeled back in there. And then there's a horse, uh, uh, the Rohan Crichton, uh, who, who impressively won an allowance race. Um, not too long ago, called Real Macho, a son of Mucho Macho Man. That's a probable in there, uh, but yeah, it could be um, you know a pretty short field. But uh, you know, after what happened to uh, Fierceness on that track, uh, maybe you know f- you know a few horses will, will sign up for it because uh, Doorknock again hasn't run since the Remsen. He's he's a big uh, sort of you know gangly horse, and uh, I think generally horses of that quality, if they're if they are vulnerable. Uh, the Danny Gargan tra- training might be, you know, most vulnerable in a spot like the Fountain of Youth. But it's pretty cool that you uh, get down there every year, and you and your wife have a wonderful time. Alan, thanks very much for calling. We're going to take a break. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show with Bob Nasanovich and James Scully. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call, call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Race the Twin Spires, where you can unlock a $25 risk-free bet. Just use the code HRRN25 when you sign up. And if your first bet doesn't win, Twin Spires will refund your account up to $25. Wagering on the app is fast with free pass performances, insider picks, and power plays every day you wager. Twin Spires. Download the app today to earn your $25 risk-free bet. Void were prohibited. For terms and conditions, visit TwinSpires.com. Must be 18 or older, 21 and older were applicable. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you want unlimited access to handicapping without exorbitant prices? 
thebristnet.com has you covered with a variety of plans for past performances, pedigree, and raw data. Bristnet.com Performance Plan covers unlimited PDF past performances for just $85 per month and is available at bristnet.com slash plans. American Produce Records Online puts the pedigrees of nearly 1 million dams and more than 2 million foals at your fingertips. Plus, sire stats for only $275 per year and is available at bristnet.com slash APR. The bristnet.com data plan offers unlimited access to race day data files, perfect for handicappers with their own database or to plug into other people's programs. The data plan is $125 per month. Visit bristnet.com for all this information and more and discover why Bristnet is the handicapper's edge. Sam Houston Race Park is your best bet for thoroughbred racing every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plus special events for the whole family. And of course, live music, dining, and drink specials only at Sam Houston Race Park. Visit SHRP.com for details. Thinking about retirement? Make sure my social security account is a part of your plan. A My Social Security account gives you secure access to your personal earnings history and benefit status. You can find out if you're eligible to receive benefits, compare retirement benefit estimates at different ages or dates, view spousal benefit estimates, and more. Plan for your future. Open a My Social Security account at ssa.gov slash myaccount. Social Security. Securing today and tomorrow. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. HRRN is live online. Go to our website at horseracingradio.net to stream all of our broadcasts live or listen to the show archives anytime. Read our blogs, get the latest news, and see our entire broadcast schedule. It's all there at horseracingradio.net. And follow us on Twitter at HRRN and like our page on Facebook. Search Apple Podcasts for HRRN and download our latest shows. HRRN is home to racing's biggest events. And our home on the web is at horseracingradio.net. Radio.net. This is the Brisnet.com call-in show. The phone lines are open. Call now, 888-966-HRRN. That's 888-966-4776. Good evening, racing fans, and welcome back to the Brisnet.com call-in show with Bob Rosanovich and James Scully. Uh, the phone lines are open. Again, the numbers are one eight eight nine six six four seven seven six eight 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 nine six six H R R N. James, are there any specials that bear mentioning at uh, brisnet.com in the uh, coming days? Well, I just want to mention, you know, uh, brisnet.com is on, you know, Twitter or X or uh, Instagram, Facebook. And uh, they'll be sharing uh, their social media page. will be sharing a link to all the uh, Triple Crown nominees. We've got that file up on our site. Uh, go to we got all the handicapping reports, all of uh, great past performances, and you can always go to Bristnet.com and go to our, our library and uh, get a uh, get a description, uh, learn more about our speed, pace, class numbers. So check out Bristnet.com, the Handicapper's Edge. I'll mention real quick at Twin Spires. Uh, this weekend we have uh, we have Goldstream, Tampa Bay Downs promos. Winter back, win, uh, ten dollar winter back. Where if you pick first, win, pick win, run second or third, we'll give your money back up to ten bucks. And hit it in splitted promotions where we're giving away a couple grand, and and much more. So make sure you opt in at twinspires.com. Sounds great. Thanks, uh, thanks, James. We have time for uh, one more caller before you give us. Uh, 
maybe a best bet or two for the uh, weekend. We're going to open the phone lines here to Aaron from Indianapolis. How's it going, Aaron? I'm good, guys. Uh, great show. Appreciate it. Hey, real yeah, thank quick you, question. You were, t- you were talking about – sorry about that. You are talking about, um, you know, West Coast courses, horses and maybe not too many that could be eligible or, or won't get enough points because of the Bafferts. I'm curious. I heard there was a largest amount of uh, triple crown nominees from Japan this year. I was curious if you had any thoughts on any potential Japanese runners um, in the Derby, the triple crown. And then the other thing I'd say is I wouldn't give up on fierceness. I've owned some horses and run a lot of horses over the years, and there's lots of reasons why a horse could run bad. So I wouldn't I wouldn't totally toss him out after one bad race. He could bounce back really quick and, and uh, be a force to deal with here later down the trail. Unquestionably. I just think that uh, I, 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 you know, I'm willing to put a line through Fierce's race. Now, it would have been nice if he went on and exuded his class and won after a troubled start, really sort of an uncomfortable first third of the race in which he, he wasn't well positioned. Um, I, I don't even think he's, you know, a lot of people are saying he's, he's the kind of horse that's talented but that needs everything to go his way. I just think it's uh, too early to tell. I think, you know, basically – that race was won from gate to wire by a, by a decent horse that had, you know, sort of a perfect trip and was able to, Hades was able to get out there and relax on the front end. And uh, no, I mean, it, if you had a morning line or a, a future book wager for the Kentucky Derby on fierceness, you definitely would be apprehensive. But uh, now going forward, I think um, wherever he turns up, um, you know, like a lot of these Pletcher uh, trained three-year-olds, they tend to improve. And I expect him uh, to improve and, and still run grade one quality races. Um, as far as Japanese contenders go, I don't have a list in front of me, but it makes sense um, as we had. I know one. There's a Japanese based uh, uh, son of Arrogate called uh, Asur Banapal. Asur Banapal. And right. um, and he's going to be on the triple. He's one of the triple crown noms. He might. He's going to make points for the Derby, uh, like uh, their connection say. And Aaron's right. There's a whole ton of them pointing because of the last th- two years there's been three Japanese horses in the Derby. Two last year and, and one Crown Pride the year before. So uh, they're definitely like targeting these dirt races more and more. Their dirt races improved significantly over the years. I mean, but, but, and their turf racing, the race has just gotten a lot better. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, um, uh, you know, if, if we get more international horses this year, um, it's definitely becoming a popular thing. And as far as fierceness goes, He's a horse, like Bob said. I just want to see him get more racing experience. I, I can buy the part that he's like, you know, he's that he he sort of chucks it if everything if if you know if he gets off to a rough start or something. But that lacking mental fortitude when you're pointing for a race like the Derby and you only have one more prep like schedule really worries me. Um, I'll mention real quick. Yeah, I love, um, of course, uh, Patriot Spirit in, in the Sam Davis, but in my long shot pick for everybody, Spen Benjamins, number two, race nine at Oakland Park, 12 to one, likes Oakland, six furlongs, and that race has a ton of speed. It gets the right setup. Excellent. Spen Benjamins in the second at Oakland Park is uh, James's long seventh. shot special. It's the Oakland seventh? Yeah, Oakland Okay, Oakland seventh, seventh race, Spen Benjamins. Um, yeah, um, Aaron, no, no, I think... I'm once again, once again, it's race nine, 
number <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah just basically look it up in the index ben benjamin's at oakland park sometime this weekend and i'm sure uh, charles from mississippi will be on him and go patriot spirit i'm right there with you on the two turn stretch love him with that goal love him absolutely love him. <laughs> hopefully it's not too much weight on sammy camacho's uh, back the back of our uh selections adding adding to the fold but uh, aaron great call and i think you can expect some serious japanese challengers uh, to turn up in the UAE Derby, a race that they seem to be uh, dominating in recent history. But, yeah, watch them going forward. Uh, I feel like one of these years are going to break through, and this may very well be the year. Again, thanks very much uh, for listening to the Brisnet.com uh, call-in show. I'm Bob Nostanovich uh, with James Scully. Great to hear you, James. Uh, Bobby Newman will be back next week, and have a, a wonderful weekend. And thanks very much for both calling and listening.